0: Hey everyone, this is Patrick Cacciatore here with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles and adversities that they face in their life and how they've used these uh, periods to grow not only as athletes, but as uh, people as well. So today I'm super excited to bring on Abby Forbes, uh, Junior Wimbledon doubles champion and a competitor at the Women's US Open. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me, Patrick. No, absolutely. I'm uh, ecstatic to have you on and really be able to kind of hear about, you know, some of the things that you've learned, you know, through obviously, you know, your career and all the uh, accolades you've had and what you've kind of been through to get to this point, which I think is really, really awesome. So, I mean, yeah, you can kind of start the story wherever you feel like is best.
1: Yeah. So I obviously am from North Carolina and I grew up playing tennis at, you know, a bunch of different academies and, Once I made it to the national stage, like the international stage, my parents were like, all right, we're going to take this a little more seriously. And obviously that added a lot of pressure onto me. And once I hit the international stage, I'm not going to lie, just from the get-go, things didn't go well. I was losing a lot. And ITFs were extremely hard for me. I was going through losing streaks and a lot of just lack of confidence in myself. And it just was super degrading. A lot of my dreams of you know potentially going pro, I felt like those were kind of out the door. And honestly, it took one summer for me to have things turn around. But I've been super grateful for the adversity that I dealt with all those years growing up, ages like, it was almost like 13 to 17, 18 years old where I was just consistently struggling at that top level. Like I couldn't get over that hump. And honestly, the summer that, my brother actually got diagnosed with cancer that summer and it just totally put things into perspective for me. And it made me realize that I should be grateful for the opportunity to play at that level instead of just dwelling on the fact that I was losing all the time. But I wouldn't have changed a thing honestly, because I wouldn't be here today without that experience. And yeah, that's kind of my little intro.
0: No, absolutely. I think that's, that's awesome. And I think that that's, you know, like a struggle that I think a lot of people can often face, you know, when you you're so successful at, you know, at the national level, and you did so well, and then going into taking that next step into something that's kind of like an unknown, I guess, for us. And, something like that. So when you're going through those losing streaks and you're having a tough time, just kind of adjusting to that, how are you able to kind of maintain confidence in yourself and, you know, keep pushing yourself to, you know, try and keep moving forward?
1: To be honest, at first, I would just try telling myself, like, you know, just believe, just believe, keep going. As all I'm sure you have heard, every athlete has heard this, trust the process. That was a lot easier of a sentence to say than to actually believe. Mm -hmm. And when you're constantly losing like week after week and it's first round after first round or in the grade fours where you don't even pick up any points unless you win two rounds. So after those experiences, trusting the process was extremely hard for me. But what helped me get over that hump was just not thinking about the results themselves. Once I figured out that going into a tennis match, I just need to focus on the tennis itself and not the person on the other side of the net, not the result, not the score, not the ranking I'll receive afterwards. That definitely helped me out and allowed me to not only relax, but just enjoy the game more. Because we all got into this game for a reason. We all love the sport. We all love to compete. And it just brought me back to that love for the game,
0: if you know what I mean. Oh, 100%. And I think it's cool that you talk about that, because you talked about the pressure you started to feel um, when you got up there. And, you know, like all these dreams you had, it seemed like they're a little bit farther away now. When you kind of flip that switch, and you make it, you know, just about the game and those small victories, did that almost relieve some of that pressure and just kind of make it more enjoyable through that?
1: Oh, yeah, big time, for sure. It allowed me to just enjoy life more, honestly. Because I mean, we're college athletes, we're living a dream. Like, I, I mean, me being at UCLA, I mean, I think, and you, even you being at Nebraska, I think that any college athlete can say that being at school, being an athlete, having, you know, we've got the blue backpacks, everybody knows who we are. It's so cool just like being here and playing the sport that you love at the school that you love, so. I think that it just brought me back to all of that. It's allowed me to be more happy on the court and college tennis should be fun. So I think that that has helped me just like later down the line as well, just like appreciating the moments more.
0: Well, 100%, I think, you know, you're talking a lot about just being grateful for what we have and the sense of gratitude and, are there some like certain things that you do every day to kind of maintain that sense of gratitude? Because I think, you know, for me, when things are going tough and things like that, sometimes it can be really easy to look at the negatives, you know, like the losses and maybe just some tough days that you have. How do you kind of keep that sense of gratitude, um, you know, going for yourself?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I have worked really hard this past year to not get down on myself for being negative, because it's inevitable. Like, Even last weekend, I lost one match. I lost the last match I played. And I was very quick to judge myself, very quick to be like, wow, like coaches are depending on you. Um, You're playing at the top line. You need to perform. But I didn't judge myself for having those thoughts because, you know, those are normal. We all have negative thoughts and nobody can be positive all the time. But after that, um, I mean, I'm a pretty religious person. And so I've taken some time to spend time with the Lord. Honestly, it's helped ground me. Um, That's just for me personally. It makes me, it just reminds me of who I am and whose I am. And I think that that has helped me just put life into perspective, put who I am into perspective. And it helps me move past the negative and move into a more positive mindset.
0: Oh, I, I absolutely, I really can agree with that as well. I think that's something that I've been doing as well. Obviously, I don't think, you know, I think that's really important parts of our lives too. And I think it's really important for anybody who has a faith. Um, but I think also just the idea of kind of having an identity outside of your sport is really important. And is that kind of something that you take into account a lot? It's just that we are more than just tennis players we are more than just athletes and that we really you know it's more about the people we are rather than i guess you know the results we have on the tennis court
1: yeah no for sure i mean i tried doing a lot of that this summer just highlighting people who were just seen as tennis players with my black tennis student athlete alliance i mean just showcasing people who were just seen as the athlete, no identity outside of that. Like, no, we have so much more to offer to the table. Some of us want to be lawyers. Some of us want to be doctors, go into all these different fields. You know, I mean, we're so much more than that. Yes, we are great competitors. We're great athletes, but we are also amazing people outside of that. And we have values, we have morals, and we have big dreams of doing things outside of sport.
0: Exactly. And I think that that's so important people to realize is that every single person, no matter their profession, no matter what they do with their life, they have worth, right? And I think that that's something that's really easy to be forgotten in society where we judge people a lot by quote unquote success, I guess, on paper and things like that. And so I think it's really funny how when you talk about that is like you can take small victories every day from things other than a good practice. So are there ways you kind of continue to build up your confidence by what you do with your Black Athlete Alliance and all of these things that kind of mean mean a lot to you and that they help you build up who you are as a person?
1: Yeah. So with the BTSAA, I have tried to make it a community type of thing where we basically just – reach out to one another when we need it. But we also reach out to the communities that we come from, whether it's me out here in LA, reaching out to like a local high school, or like elementary schools, or when I go back home to Raleigh, just reaching out to my local clubs that brought me up, you know, just bringing up those kids who don't believe that they can get a college scholarship. Like, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, some people back home where you're from that, like, you know, juniors go through setbacks and they feel like their whole world is ending. But if they have a person who's been through that and has done it and they hear their story or they hear just a word of encouragement, that just pushes them over the edge. And so I think that hearing those little kids say like, oh, you went through this, like I can do it too. Those are my little victories. I have a lot of little girls that I mentor back home and i did a lot of coaching over quarantine we weren't able to come back in the fall so i spent a ton of time at home with them and i've been super grateful for it i also have a little brother who i was coaching as well and just hearing them go through the day-to-day life and overcoming some of the obstacles that they are faced with those were my little victories just being like okay i helped them out with that and they're going to go do something good with it now. Like they're going to take what they learned and they're going to go do good in the world with it,
0: whether it's on the court or off the court. And I think that that's a victory. A hundred percent. I think that that's amazing. Seriously. I think just using your platform to really help others and impact other people is one of the most gratifying things that we can have in this world is really, you know, cause like we said, it's so much more than just about tennis. It's being able to impact those who come after us and, I think that that's awesome what you're doing. So props to you. That's really, really, really cool. Um, You know, I, uh, yeah, I think with in a way that's a similar thing, what we're trying to do with the podcast, having people like you come on and talk about, you know, what's important to you. And I think people begin to realize that it's about so much more than, you know, just the athlete you are. And I think that that's really cool. And so I think, to do that in order to impact other people, you have to have this sense of self-belief in yourself and what you've been able to do as well. And so I kind of would just want to ask like, what is self-belief to you? And, you know, how does that help you to kind of impact other people the way you want to?
1: So honestly, self-belief was a long journey for me. I mean, growing up, I never, I've always been told, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. It's something that every athlete hears all the time. and. I could say it, but I could never do it. I never knew how I could believe in myself. Obviously, there are plenty of books on it. There are plenty of, you know, blog posts and things like here on the internet. You can definitely learn about it. And I did. I read almost every book in the, every book, like on the planet about it. But nothing ever, nothing ever clicked for me. Every coach has recommended book after book after book and nothing ever worked for me until... I'm telling you that one summer is what did it for me and seeing Luke go through that and just hearing that, you know, his life was at risk Mm -hmm. all of a sudden for me, I don't know. I don't know if it had a direct correlation or not, but for me, it did. Everything just got put into perspective. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. I, I made it through that, I can do this. And I wasn't going through the cancer treatments myself, but I saw him do it and I saw the emotional toll it took on me Um, and he's still going through it. But in the beginning initiation phases, it was really bad. And I was not in a good mental state at all. But once I overcame that, and once he overcame that too, I felt like we were just moving as a unit. Like as he was getting better, I was getting better. And once we as a family just made it through that initiation phase, I was like, "Okay, I have a gift and I have a talent that I have also cultivated with the help of the Lord, of course, and all the gifts that he's given me. I have a talent that I've cultivated. I need to use it to the best of my ability for these next four years. And that was my entire goal going into college because that's around the time frame that it was. I was about to go into school and. I had just come off of a great grand, sli- great grand slam runs that summer. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this momentum because we've made it through the most emotionally taxing part of our lives. We're going to take that and run with it. College tennis is going to be fun. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to spend every moment just believing that we can win no matter what. And we can also spend each moment just being grateful to be out there, to have a scholarship, to have what I have, to be where I am and to be able to compete at the highest level.
0: I think that's really inspiring. I think that's unbelievable, seriously. And uh, I hope your brother's doing a ton better now and keep it, continue to fight. And I think that's the most important thing. And so I think it's, you know, really cool that, you know, that summer, obviously, you know, you never want something like that to happen, but it almost united a purpose, you know, within your within your family, which I think is something that's so important is because it almost gave you, more of a sense of your why right and is is that something that you kind of hold with you on your tough days is kind of that reason and that reminder that you know like there's a reason you're here and there's a reason you're doing what you're doing because i think that that's where the inspiration can come for so many people that are going through tough times is that why
1: yeah for sure i mean you can't play without your why every person has their why and i mean that's another mantra that a lot of athletes hear but at the same time i think that that one is very true Mm -hmm. And I mean, my why didn't come until I was 18 years old. So it's not like it just comes to you automatically. It comes to you naturally. It takes time and it takes experience. For some people, it might come when they're 12. It might come when you're 16. Mm -hmm. It just varies person to person. And for me, having that in my back pocket on my bad days is just something that moves me one inch forward. I'm not a big, let's take giant steps forward type of person. I'm like, how can we get 1% better today? Like, how can we move forward just a little bit? Because I know if I'm a little bit more ahead than I was yesterday, then I can get a little bit more ahead tomorrow and I can do the same thing on the next day. I'm a very slow process person. And I think that that has helped me um, just stay in the moment And when the days get tough and I have doubts and of course I'm feeling down and negative, just knowing that we have been through so much worse. We were in a worse state and we made it through that. Like we owe it to the girl who was feeling so emotionally down on herself during that period of time. We owe it to her to fight through this. Because she fought through the hardest thing in her entire life. We have to do better when we're dealing with something small, like a loss of a tennis match. That is so much bigger than that. And we made it through that. We've got to move forward through this. And there's so many positives. Luke is doing better. So that helps me out a lot. Um, He's in remission and he has blood cancer. So it's a long process for him. But just understanding that we have come from here and now we're here.
0: And let's keep moving forward. Exactly. What an amazing view on it. I think it's really cool that you can see the bigger picture like that and really just kind of understand, you know, that the best days are ahead and that you've been through so much worse and that, you know, just uh, that sense of gratitude, I think is overwhelming for you. And I think that that's been, it's really amazing for even me to hear. I think, honestly, I think it's awesome. So um, that's so important. And I think kind of talking about, you know, moving forward and that kind of thing, as you talked about that why, you're not always going to have it, right? It took not until you were 18 to have that why. And so for people that maybe don't have that why yet, I mean, what would you kind of tell them when they're continuing to kind of search for it and, you know, still looking for it and things to do in that process? Honestly, enjoy it. I did not
1: enjoy going through that uh, initiation phase with Lukey and I don't think anybody did. Nobody enjoyed it. But if you don't have your why yet, I mean, everyone got into tennis for a reason. I mean, tennis is the game we love. And so just enjoy it. Find, instead of trying to find your horrible story that happens in your life that just sends you all the way down why not try and build yourself up? Figure out why you love the game, like find different aspects of the game that you love, like whether it's the competitive side or the training side or the just getting better side. You know, I wholeheartedly believe that everyone has that little kid inside of them that just wanted to pick up a racket. And for me, I mean, I started out with a video game I mean, I played it, I played Wii Tennis all the time and that's literally what got me into the sport. So everyone has that little kid that's like playing Wii Tennis and just is falling in love with the game. So for those people who don't know their why yet, don't beat yourself up about it, but definitely enjoy and be grateful for that period of time. Just acknowledge that you are blessed and you are privileged to not have that kind of why But also just reconnect with why you love the game, because it'll help you enjoy tennis so much more. And if you're going out there playing like you were when you were a little kid learning how to play, I guarantee you matches are going to be a lot more enjoyable.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think it's really cool that you talked about like enjoying that process of not knowing. And I think almost in in a certain way that that's the more enjoyable part, because that's when you don't know it quite, but you're learning and growing more than you are at any other moment. I I believe, you know, I think it's really cool. I've had uh, one athlete in particular, his name was Jordan Burroughs, who was like, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He like won the rest. Uh, he won. the um Yeah, for wrestling back in 2012. And he came in here and talked about, you know, he put on all this work for years and years, right? Like all the ups and downs. And then he won that gold medal. And like, he came back here to Nebraska, and he was sitting there and he was like, I don't really care about this medal. Like he was like, he was like, I I really care about like all the hours that you put in all those struggles and things like that. And how important that, how those were the most enjoyable times is when he was growing like that.
1: Yeah. I can totally attest to that. I mean, obviously I have a grand slam title under my belt, but honestly the trophy itself doesn't mean that much. The actual, tournament itself doesn't mean that much it's the person who worked through the years and years of just losing and losing and losing and just getting beat up on all the time she deserves that win and I really just was grateful to be able to say that I made it over that hump it wasn't the trophy that did it for me it was just the long hours just being put in the extra time on the court I mean, there was one point in my career where I was spending 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on the tennis court. That's a full 12 hour day. And I was I was a little 13 year old just grinding out there. And Uh (laughs) that girl deserves to have a trophy like that if she's putting that much time in
0: no 100 percent. it's funny when you talk about like when you were a kid and all the things we used to do and you think about it now and you'd be like oh my god there's no way like I, it, it's unbelievable you know because we talk about like obviously we're in college and we have those long four-hour practices that are grueling for sure probably higher intensity than what we did when we were that young but like I just remember like I would sit and play mini tennis in my uh in front of my garage with my best friend for I kid you know we play two, three out of five set matches in a day, like just grinding out there. And it's it's really cool to remember those moments and just, you know, like you said, remember like why you fell in love with the game and how important that is to like, you know what, now like it's just amazing that we're here and that we made it this far and that it's really cool that, you know, we can do something with this, I think.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we all have a gift. And again, going back to that little kid, I think that just like to recap everything, I think that that little kid is why I'm still playing the sport. Because, you know, growing up playing tennis, it, it got very negative very quickly. Because there were a lot of people who were just so upset with themselves and just had other things going on. And we all had stuff that was going on. But that little kid kept me, kept me playing still. I started playing when I was six years old. And I would go to the local racket club. And I had my coach and everything. But I just loved hitting a ball over a net. I mean, I just absolutely fell in love with the fact that, you know, it was just me out there. And like, I love the fact that I could like, chase the ball down and like run after it. I just loved making contact with the ball. I thought it was satisfying. I mean, that girl's keeping me in this sport just because like, yes, you went through all these hardships and like everyone is feeling anxiety about like matches and like winning and losing and stuff. But at the end of the day, you just go, go out there and you get to hit a ball
0: over a net just like you used to back when you were six years old and that's what you love to do and so yeah 100% I guess funny you talked about like the satisfying thing you know like those like Instagram videos where they're like satisfying and like we need oh, yeah. one for just like the clean strike of a tennis ball I swear <laughs> we, I guess, do, we do it's so good it's so good it's so true but No, Abby, I think like, this has been an amazing conversation. And I think we went through so many important things. And seriously, like, I know you helped even me personally, you know, just really learn a lot today. And uh, I'm extremely inspired by like, just the way that you look at life and your tennis. And I think that so many people can really take a lot from it. So I just want to, you know, tell you how grateful I am that you just came on here and were willing to talk to me, you know, for a little bit of time. I know your schedule is crazy. So Thank you so much for having me on here, Patrick. I really appreciate what you're doing.
1: These stories are super inspiring. I hope that you keep this up. And I know that you're inspiring a ton of little boys and girls out there, probably to even get into the sport of tennis itself. So thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you. And we will be in touch. Thanks, Abby.
1: Thanks so much.